thank you today. I want to give you praise in this church, a great opportunity to worship you. And uh, we believe that you received our praise today. Speak to us from your word today. I want to thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to be uh, continuing with the message, the creative force. And please take time to feel, let us know what group you want to join. When we receive the offering, please put that in the offering basket. It's very important. But we want to talk about the creative force. And this is the second message on the creative force. Let me start with this. Many times we are reasoning with ourselves and with other people. And we're drawing conclusions and uh, making decisions based on our discussions and our, our reasonings with people, what they think, what we hear in the news, and all of that. We're making decisions, and some of these things, uh, some of these decisions are getting us nowhere. But there is a word from the scriptures where God says in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, it says, Come now, let us reason together. Come now. When are you supposed to come? Now. Come now. God is inviting you to come and to reason with him. Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as, as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. Come now, let us reason together. God's inviting you to reason with him. It's so important. A lot of Christians just, just think and act the way they feel without really going through these things with God. God's calling you to reason with him and to walk with him. The scripture tells us, and we're talking about the creative force, the scripture tells us that the word itself became flesh. You got to reason. You got to think. The word itself became flesh. And the word dwelt among us and we be beheld his glory. That's the glory of the word. The word himself became a human being and lived among us. And we saw his glory as of the only begotten son of God. And the Bible says he is full of grace and truth. So the word of God became flesh and that word was full of grace and truth. The word of God is dripping with grace and truth. You need grace? You got the word of God. But how did the word become flesh? The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and the Holy Spirit's power overshadowed Mary. And in that process, the word of God became flesh. So what is that telling us? If you reason with God, you begin to understand. If you come and you reason with God, you begin to understand. It takes the Holy Spirit to take something that is invisible 
and make it something that's visible. We need the Holy Spirit. And that's what the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 1. When the earth was formless and void, he says the Spirit of God was overing over the surface of the deep. Not water, surface of the deep. All confusion until God spoke. The Holy Spirit takes the word of God and brings it into what you can see, what we call reality. So if we need anything to be done in our lives, if you need anything changed in your life, what you need is the power of the Holy Spirit. The creative force is the power of the Holy Spirit. God is a spirit. And that's the force that we need. And in Isaiah chapter 1, it tells us, when you reason with God, come, let's reason. When you reason with God, you will find in, on your own part, what you see from your side is sin. It says they are red. But when you reason with God, what you get instead of sin is your sins wiped off, you shall be as white as snow. For you, it's so dark, it's so bad. But when you reason with God, God's saying, I already took care of that. I put my son on the cross for you. I know you feel condemned, you've done a lot of evil stuff, yet you don't like it, and you've tried on your own, on your own power, you've been trying to free, uh, to free yourself, you can do it. When you reason with God, you will realize the power of the cross is able to deliver you from all of that and make you a free man. If there is confusion and you reason with God, the confusion is gone. If there is depression, you reason with God, that also will leave. No matter what your problem is, you can solve that by reasoning with God. Reasoning with God in God's word. That will give you the way to determine how to carry yourself in the world. You reason with God in his word in order to determine your steps in the world. And that's what God tells us now. Every time you go into God's word, God expects you to draw something out of it. When you reason with God and you begin to go through with God's word, by and by, you are going to get to a place where you are fully convinced. If you don't reason with God, you cannot get to a place where the way Paul says it, I am persuaded, fully persuaded. And until you get to the place where you are fully persuaded, you will not speak the word of God with faith coming out of your heart so that the Holy Spirit, who is the creative force, can take that and make something beautiful out of what was formless and void. So that's exactly what Abraham did. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 4 verse 20, it says, He did not waver at the promise of God, through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. How did he get to that place? And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able 
to perform. How did Abraham get that? He reasoned with God, reasoned with the word of God. He knew what God had said, and as he reasoned with the word of God, he became fully convinced. If you're reasoning in the, in the light of what you know in your natural self, then it's going, to get to the, it's going to be really difficult for you to get to the place where you are fully convinced in God. And until you are fully convinced, Abraham knew his circumstances. Abraham knew that he was a man close to 100 years old. He also knew about the deadness of his wife. His wife had been barren. But God goes beyond that. God said to him, and God wanted to reason with him. Many times God spoke to him, showed him the stars, and Abraham began to figure things out. And finally, Abraham got to the place where he didn't care what he knew in his mind in the natural. He was thinking only what God said. He was fully convinced, fully persuaded. And once he got to that place, God was then able to take the Holy Spirit, then was uh, then able to begin to work with Sarah in the womb. You know what God did? God visited them. Genesis 18. And just to get them everybody convinced, not just the man, but the woman. God visited them and God was saying to Abraham, Abraham laughed. God said, you don't need to laugh about this. This is serious. Abraham went back and he believed God and God counted it for righteousness. But his wife was still out. And God visited them before he went to Sodom. God does that with you in his, with his word. He wants to make sure you are fully convinced. And once you are fully convinced, the Holy Spirit takes over. The creative force is in place, and that thing is going to be birthed. It may take nine months, but you come into your birth place. That's what happened. God visited them. Sarah laughed, and God said, I'm telling you, by this time, I'll visit you. And Sarah wasn't laughing anymore. They got Isaac. We need to reason with God. The reason I'm going around is like going around uh, the wilderness is this. I'm coming back to the creative force. Jesus said to the disciples, he said, it's better for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. If you think about it, who would you rather have? Jesus that you can hold and commune with, eat with, full of power in the natural. That's who we want with us, right? Jesus said to them, you don't need me around. You need the creative force with you. That's what Jesus told them. In John chapter 16, verse 5 and 7, it says, But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. They wanted to keep Jesus, the physical Jesus, with them. They would rather have him with them. Now they understood he was going away and they were sad. They won't have him there to meet all their needs anymore. It, whatever, whatever they needed, they just went to Jesus and they spoke to him and he spoke right back. It seems better for them. And that's what we think. But look at what Jesus said to them. 
nevertheless, I tell you the truth. He's telling us the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. If I stay with you, you're not going to benefit much from this. If I go away, it's better for you. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. What is Jesus saying? If you are a Christian, the number one, the greatest promise that God has for you. Believe me, the greatest promise in all of scriptures to you is the present, the promise of the Holy Spirit. There's no bigger promise because he is the creative force. There is nothing bigger than the promise of the Holy Spirit. Jesus died on the cross so that he can send the Holy Spirit to you. It's very important. I want you to understand this message because if you do, I believe your life is going to change. If you understand the, the power of the Holy Spirit in a man's life, and understand everything that God was doing, why he came to, the, to us, why he died on the cross, why he sent the Holy Spirit. If you understand this message and understand the place of the Holy Spirit in your life, your life will change, I guarantee you. Your life will be filled with power. It's so important. This is how God began to take me in the 80s and began to train me and to teach me so that you lose your fear. As you reason with God, you begin to understand there's some force that is bigger. Today, I know God lives in me. I know that. God is in me, and this power is dwelling inside of me. I don't seek to please anybody. I know to please him. I have that confidence in him because God lives in me. I understand the power of the Holy Spirit. I've seen him at work. Other Christians may not have seen much. And that's because they don't understand this person who was right there in the beginning when the earth was formless and God saying, you need this person in your life. You need me, I understand that. But better than that, that's who you need. You think you need Jesus right there as a pers in person with you. But Jesus said, I'll come back to you. But this time, in the power of the Holy Spirit, it will change your life. When I watch Christians, the way they live their lives, and the way they handle prayer and all of that, I can tell they don't have a lot of understanding. And you're not going to see a lot of miracles. You know why Jesus was telling them this? Why he was telling them, if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. You know, this was uh, John chapter 16. But in 14, he had already told them something that was so significant. And if the Holy Spirit didn't come into their lives, there is no way they could accomplish any of those things. In, in chapter 14, verse 12, John 14, verse 12, it says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me. How many believers are here? How many of you believe in Jesus Christ? How many have received Christ into his life or our lives? You have received Jesus. And so you are a believer. He says, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these, he will do. Because, what? because of what? Because of what? If I don't go to my father, you're not going to get it. 
that when I go to my Father, I will send the Holy Spirit. You cannot do miracles. You are a believer. I want to ask you, how many blind eyes have you opened? Are you a believer? <laughs> have you ever prayed with somebody and they get, Jesus, when Jesus spoke of his works, you know what he was talking about? His miracles. He's not saying you are going to do the same work. He said, greater works. I used to think in those days, God, how can I call, me, uh, call myself a Christian? I don't meet this standard. I, I can't do what you did. Am I really a believer? Was he just speaking to pastors? Was he speaking to every one of us? Have you challenged yourself? Have you reasoned with God and said, God, how come you said this and I can't find it in my life? You're not reasoning. You're not thinking. You're not taking the word of God. You just overlook it. You're not reasoning with God. So you know how to order yourself. Because until you reason with God, you never try anything. Because once, once you've risen with God and that thing is coming to you, you know you got the breath of God. The Holy Spirit is the breath of God. He transforms Adam's clay into a living soul. It was the breath of God. And that breath lives in me. Hallelujah. Jesus said, he lives with you. He's going to be in you. So important. This is the greatest promise. Acts chapter 1 verse 4 and 5. It says, and being assembled together with them, he, com he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. Jesus was so intent. This was after he rose from the dead. A lot of Christians get saved and they have all these crazy arguments against the Spirit. Oh, well, we are Christians and all of that. Have you really risen with God? They draw from men's opinions and they do whatever they think is right. The Bible is already said, don't lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your, of your heart. Stay with the Word of God and let the Word of God guide yourself into your miracle. So that if there is something wrong, if there is sin and it's as red as crimson, the Bible says it will be like wool because you reason with God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Notice what he calls it, the promise of the Father. This is the greatest promise ever for man. And notice Jesus gave this after he rose from the dead. This is scripture. Read it. Wait for the promise of the Father. How many of you have waited for the promise of the Father? Jesus said, don't leave. Don't go anywhere. Don't run out to preach. Don't do anything. Wait for the promise of the Father. Which he said, you have heard from me. I told you about it. For John baptized, truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So God wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. I'm going to show you why this is so important. God is spirit. If you read in um, Hebrews chapter 6, the Bible talks about baptisms in the New Testament. Not one baptism, 
was just water. There's baptisms. There's baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Spirit, baptism in water. Jesus said, wait for the bad promise of the Father so that your life will be changed. You know why God wants this? Let me tell you something. God is spirit. And God's desire from way back in Genesis through Exodus was always to live with his people. And the same thing is asking. You know, if you read in Exodus chapter 25 verse 8, God was instructing Moses. He says, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Was he not already with them? He was already there with them. But God wants to dwell among them. In the time of Moses, when Moses appears before the tent, the clouds will come in. God's presence will come there. But God's desire was, I want to live among my people. I just don't want to be up in heaven. I want to be in them. I want to live among my people. He says, let them build me a sanctuary. Can't God build himself a sanctuary? No, he wants your sanctuary. You build the sanctuary and God wants to live in it. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? That's what Jesus was talking about. The Holy Spirit wants to live inside of you. He wants to live inside of you. God has always wanted to live inside of his people. And that's the only way to serve God. Remember what the scripture says. In John chapter 4, Jesus said, The time is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship what? The Father in spirit and in truth. I said it to you before. A lot of Christians are worshiping God in truth, not in the spirit. And there is a difference. You can worship God in truth and still go to heaven. But all of the signs and the wonders and God's intimate secret, you, ne you may never know them. Because God has no way to deliver them to you. You don't have it. So yes, you're a Christian, but you don't have the way for him to really communicate in a deep sense with you. And I've seen Christians satisfied just living their Christian life. And so they are back and forth, always confused, don't understand much. Because God speaks spirit to spirit. He's spirit to spirit. You have, everyone can receive. It's up to you. It's what you want. God will give you the desires of your heart if you want it. But if you don't want it, if you don't want God to live in you, Jesus told the disciples, the Holy Spirit lives with you, but he shall be in you. And he told them, wait for the promise of the Father. Wait for the promise of the Father. I'm going to be very clear with you. Because my job is not just to preach. I want you to get a into a place with God, which is very important, so you know God. 
yourself. It's so important that you open yourself to receive this gift. And when you receive this gift, let me be very clear. Some people get offended when they hear something. Well, I don't believe that. It's not what you believe. It's what the word says. Because when you reject God's word without going to God and reasoning with him, you just rejected, rejected Christ. Because God and his word are the same. I'm open to listen to anybody. If you show me from the word, I'll listen to you. And I change my mind anytime you show me a truth and it's different. I had a young man before we got Pastor Preston. He, he had a different opinion. He was telling me his opinion. And I kept showing him one scripture to another. I won't preach to him. He gives me his, his feelings. And I said, no, 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 come back. What, tell me what that scripture says. Just read it. Finally, he said to me, I never saw that. Because the word of God cannot lie. If you, if you allow the Holy Spirit, and I'm very bold at saying this, if you allow the Holy Spirit into your life, you will speak in tongues. Simple. You may not believe in it. But I tell you, the fact that you don't speak in tongues, that's why Satan got you down. He's going to hold you there with your belief. God doesn't make mistakes. He's very clear in his presentation. When God wants to do something, he's always very clear. And I'm going to be very clear with you. Get my book. Read the book. They're reading, reading that book in England now. You can finally, you can, get, you can receive the Holy Spirit on your own. But it's so important that you receive. You need to go into this. It's so important. Let me read this scripture to you when the, day, the promise of the Father came. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. It, that's when the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father came to the earth, okay? Now, it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. This was the day that the promise of the Father came to the earth for the first time. And again, he, was, he came in as the wind. That which is uh, the wind blows and you hear the sound of it, but you can't tell where it's coming from and where it's going. He came in as the wind and they heard the sound of it. Okay? So it, the, that, that sound filled the house where they were sitting. Verse 3, then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. Why divided tongues? Why tongues? The Holy Spirit, when we saw the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, the first time he appeared, he appeared in the form of a dove, right? When he came upon Jesus Christ. That was the Son of God. But for us, when he come, the symbol is the sign, the tongues. Tongues is significant. Tongues has a great part with the Holy Spirit. Has a great part with the Holy Spirit. You got tongues. And it says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Many times I see myself speaking in tongues and, and, and I don't know how it comes, but you know what that tells me? I got the supernatural in me. Amen. I got the supernatural in me. 
He tells me God's with me. I can hear the, vo- the sound coming. And you hear people say it on TV, but this thing is real. Don't let it go by you. Don't be deceived and think, well, I don't need that. Who told you you don't need that? God said you need it and you say you don't. Maybe that's why you're so flaky. You still need it. You need it. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. I have a lot to say about this. Please don't excuse yourself. Amen. Because you may regret it eternally. I'm speaking the truth to you today. I have a lot that I want to share with you. I had so much in my mind. I figured there's no way I can preach it. I put it in the book. Put a lot of it in the book. So you understand. But I want to share this. This secret transformed my life. I'm telling you where. When I see people pray and all they do is speak in English, (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, how dumb, excuse me. You got the supernatural way to pray. And you got the natural way to pray. And you have chosen to pray exclusively in the natural. Something is wrong. I want the supernatural. Amen. You stay with the supernatural long enough. Supernatural things just begin to fly out of your life. You know. They just come out of you. They do. I'm going to share with you. So from my heart. Years ago in the 80s. Every single day, I spent one hour. If you stay with me, you hardly hear, thank you, Jesus, amen. That's all you hear. I was speaking in tongues. For every hour, every day. And that's how things started happening to me. I'm going to be very firm with you. God, I was dealing with a girl who was demon-possessed, and the Spirit was with her. And I, I sat there after I prayed in the morning about an hour before the girl showed up. And I said, God, what's the matter? Why can't I get the demon out? And God showed me the spirit. It just opened my eyes. And I asked the girl, what's it about the eyes of this spirit? She knew she could see him, but nobody has ever seen the spirit before. And she jumped from my chair. How did you know that? I said, well, God showed me. (laughs) It's so important that you know this. I have a lot to say, but I'm going to stop here today. But it's so important that I share this message with you. If you are new in the faith, you have doubts, please talk to me. God sent me to help. Amen? Talk to me. Don't be afraid. It's so easy to receive. And But the problem is what you do with the gift. And I'm going to teach you about that also. And so you can start learning to listen to God. And God will transform your life. Amen? Bow your heads with me this, mor- this morning. It's so important. Have questions, please talk to me. Don't get mad. I'm just speaking the word of God. So important. But I know that this message will transform your life. I pray that this place, next time we have more people, of our people here, so we can hear this because I'm going today again. Bow your heads with me. The Holy Spirit will not come into a being that does not know Christ. The Bible, Jesus said, the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive. So if you don't know Christ, you will not be able to receive it. Or receive him, I should say. If you receive him, he will transform your life. If you're here this morning and you say, I know I'm a Christian. But I'm not too sure about how I'm living my life. I really need Jesus more in my life. I want to 
dedicate my life to Christ completely. If that's you, all I ask from you this morning, and God's with us here, all you need to do is put your hand up at the count of three, quickly and put it back down. All eyes closed, all heads bowed. One, two, three, put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Pray with me this morning. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus into the world. Jesus, I give my life completely to you without reservation. I give everything to you. Come into my life and be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, Father. Amen. So God has heard your prayer. There's a connection card that we have, if you have in your hand. If